please do sit and be comfortable as we listen to a reading from the Bible from Jeremiah chapter 8 and beginning at verse 18. You who are my comforter in sorrow, my heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king no longer there? Why have they aroused my anger with their images, with their worthless foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. Oh, that I had in the desert a lodging place for travellers so that I might leave my people and go away from them. For they are all adulterers, a crowd of unfaithful people. They make ready their tongue like a bow to shoot lies. It is not by truth that they triumph in the land. They go from one sin to another. They do not acknowledge me, declares the Lord. Thank you, that was beautifully read. My name is Viv, Viv Fall. I'm a Bishop of Bristol, which is why most people call me Bishop Viv. And my responsibilities are for all the Anglican churches in Bristol and beyond, as far as Swindon and even beyond Swindon. And uh, so it's very good to be with you today because part of my responsibility is also to link with those from other churches. And it is so good to see Christians of all denominations here today. And it is so good to be outside. I know that when we're inside our church buildings, it is wonderful to praise God. But in terms of having an impact on the wider community, it's when we get out and about in all sorts of ways for worship and for service that we have impact. And I've been delighted in other places where I've worked in Liverpool, where there are big processions at Pentecost between the Anglican and Roman Catholic cathedrals, drawing all people together. And in Leicester, where the Christians of all denominations gather on Good Friday to tell the story of the death of Jesus Christ. And they do that dramatically at the heart of a diverse city getting out of our churches, having the confidence to do that, having the courage to do that, and then rejoicing at the fruit because we discover that there are rather more of us around the place than we thought. So thank you very much for inviting me today. And thank you so much again to all those who've been working so hard from here, six o'clock in the morning, which means they got up a long time before that to make sure that we were well well welcomed. 
The story we just heard was from the book of Jeremiah, and I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. But those of you who know your church music over many a year may know the title of a song that is at the heart of that reading. There is a balm in Gilead. Does anyone remember that song? Give me a wave. Yes, there are some. So I'm going to have a go at singing it. Um, my singing isn't brilliant, so I need your help. And this is how the words go. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Now, if you can't remember all the words, you can remember there is a balm in Gilead. And that's what I want you to take home at the end. So we're going to sing it a couple of times now and then at the end. Let's see how well we do without the benefit of the brilliant band we've got. We're now the band. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. So you've got some idea how it goes. Go on, take your courage in both hands. Let's sing out as generations have done unaccompanied. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. That was great. Well done. We'll come back and sing it at the end and you'll remember it even better at that point. I was asked to talk about unity because that's the theme of today's worship. And yet, I think we've got to be a bit honest this morning because our churches are still divided and our nation is divided and our world is divided. There are so many signs of divisions in geography, in wealth, in politics. Don't mention the Brexit word. Race, faith, gender. There are so many signs of division in our world. And that is really serious. I've worked in cities which have been profoundly divided and where the result of that profound division has meant that people suffer, that in the end there has been such community division that violence has broken out. Three years ago, Joe Cox, member of Parliament for Batley and Spen, was killed by somebody living in her constituency because he didn't like her message of unity. She had said in Parliament, there is much more that divides us than separates us. There is much more for us as Christians that, that unites us than separates us. Much more than unites us than separates us. 
And we need constantly to remember the figure of Jesus who himself came to draw us all together, whatever background we come from. But we know that we live in a society where people are at risk because there is disunity. And those who are suffering most, those who are most fearful, are the weakest in our community. Those who are newest arrivals, those who are youngest, those who are oldest, those who look a bit different from us, those who we like to label as different from us, they become the focus of disunity. And we see that disunity, as I say, across our world and particularly and most sadly in the Middle East at the moment and around the land that we call holy. That is why I chose this morning's reading from the prophet Isaiah. Now, the prophet Isaiah and his sayings were written down in one of the longest books of the Bible. So some of you will have read the whole of the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Many of you may not have read the whole of the book, but just remember that phrase. There is a balm in Gilead. I'm going to come back to why that's so important. The prophet Jeremiah spoke in sermons like this. He also spoke in actions, and there are extraordinary stories of the actions that he took to tell his people how seriously God was taking what was going on. And he also spoke in poetry. He was the rap artist, the performance poet of his day. So he was a preacher, a poet and an actor, quite something. And he kept going for 50 whole years. Clergy are mostly allowed off after 30 or so years. 50 years is a long time to be preaching and teaching and being sent to prison and being made to look ridiculous. But he carried on until at the end of his life, he was taken into exile. There wasn't an immediate good ending for Jeremiah. He was taken into exile in Egypt. And you might remember that Egypt has always been important for the people of Israel. That was the place from which they escaped slavery. So one of the reasons that we sang, There is a bomb in Gilead is because it became a song of those who have been enslaved over the years. From Jeremiah's time when they were in exile, taken into slavery, either in Egypt or in Babylon, to those much more recently who were traded by our own peoples because a profit was to be made. The people in Babylon and in Egypt said, cried out, there is healing, there is a balm. And the slaves in the plantations sang, there is a balm in Gilead. So 
Jeremiah didn't come to a happy end of his story, except his sayings, his stories, his activities were put together in the book that we call the book of the prophet Jeremiah. And those sayings, those stories, those sermons were read by those in exile, and they heard too of God's promise for the future. In exile, they heard of how the prophet Jeremiah wept because of what his people were doing. He told them, you are ignoring what God wants. You are weeping as I am weeping because your people, the people you love, have gone astray. He was speaking at a time when superpowers were very influential. Assyria, now the area around Syria, and Babylon, out to the east. And it was Babylon particularly that would take his people into captivity. And it was in Babylon they heard of Jeremiah's weeping so much that in that reading you heard he was looking for streams of water so he could cry even more. And he was tempted to run away because of what his people were doing. The book of his sayings was put together to explain why bad things happened to God's people. And bad things happened to God's people because of Israel, his people's sin, their rebellion, their infidelity, their waywardness, their transgression, their trespass. You may be familiar with those words for sin, the whole way in which sin can show itself. These are the words that Jeremiah tries to explain what's gone wrong and what is at the root of the sinfulness is that Israel has forgotten that for God justice and righteousness are absolutely crucial. Doing the right thing, being in right relationship with God those are the two vital things. And doing the right things includes doing the right things in the whole community and for the whole community. So he says that he laments the fact that no one is exercising government or authority in the right way. That the wealthy are taking no notice of God's judgment. That ordinary people are not running their family life or their businesses in a just way that nobody is caring for the needy, that they are ignoring those who have great need. And these are words from 7 BC, that the whole of creation is being spoilt. And after years and years of trying to get people to see that justice and righteousness are absolutely crucial. He had come to the end of his tether and all he could do is cry and to shout out to God in lament, is there some healing in Gilead? Is there, in the place where there are so many herbs that physicians use, is there something that can heal my people? Is there a balm 
in Gilead was the question he asked and then came the affirmation there is a bomb in Gilead and so there would be there would be healing but it would lie beyond being taken into captivity and beyond in the place of exile only there would Jeremiah's people, the people of Israel, come to their senses. And at that point, they began to notice that God had not gone away, that God was being faithful to them and God was prepared to forgive them. For us, to find unity in God, to find unity in our nation, to find unity in our world, we need healing. We need that balm because the despair that affects our people and affects our world is so deep. We almost feel as if we are in exile from what is so familiar and what is so good. And we wait for longing and for healing. There is a balm in Gilead. And those who sung those words, those slaves who sung those words, believed that in the end the healing and the hope comes in Jesus. There are wonderful words that go alongside that simple chorus that talk of the need to tell the story of Jesus. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in vain, but then the Holy Spirit revives my hope again. If you can't preach like Peter, if you can't pray like Paul, just tell the love of Jesus and say he died for all. And we've heard some of that already in the songs we've sung. Simple messages. Living out those messages, continuing to pray, continuing to love Christ and love our neighbour. That is where we will find the balm, the healing that Jesus brings. There is a balm for us as there was a balm for the people of Israel. God in Christ longs to heal us and to bring us home and together all of us in Jesus Christ and longs for us to reach out to our broken and despairing world in love and offer in the love of Jesus hope for the whole world. So as we sing of God's love and God's hope, let's sing that chorus again twice. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead 
to heal the sin-sick soul. Remembering all those who bring hope, as we've heard this morning, those who bring healing to our world in the name of Christ. Let's sing again. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. And may God bless you as you continue to bring healing and hope to the people around you. Amen.